Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 328. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. Got a lot to talk about between these umpires just continuing to mess with the Phillies, the Sixers, uh, Shaq finally putting some respect on Joel Embiid's name, and uh, this whole hockey player safety thing has gotten absolutely insane. Tom Wilson not suspended, Shane Gossespierre suspended. So we'll get into that and uh, our weird story of the week as well. But before we get started, this podcast would not be possible without our awesome local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. Just got verified on Instagram, so you know they're legit. Go over to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart. Summer right around the corner. It's hard to believe it's already May. We are super close to Memorial Day. So get those sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses when you're watching TV or your favorite sports teams to protect your eyes because you only get one set of them. So make sure they're protected with the best in the game. That's our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And when you go to checkout, use our promo code USP to get 25% off your order. That's promo code USP at checkout at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order and all orders free domestic shipping. So shout out to the homies at Tomahawk Shades for holding it down and making sure our eyes are protected. And uh, is there anything better than fresh mowed grass at the ballpark? I think the only thing that comes close is freshly groomed balls and our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist. Grooming are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. So join the movement. Get 20% off in free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. I'm telling you, these products are no joke. They're so easy to use, and I have the confidence in the world with the best tools for the job at Manscaped. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lunmower 3.0 trimmer. And uh, they've been teasing some things on social media recently. Their profile picture now, the the number five. And I'm pretty sure we're five days away from the Lawnmower 4.0 being released. Just a hunch. They've been retweeting a whole bunch of old tweets about when Manscaped is going to launch the Lawnmower 4.0. The world's not ready for it. So the 4.0 looks like it's on its way. But while you can, get your hands on the Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, because their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags are going to be reduced with a close shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It hits the sweet spot in every way for your balls. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant that will keep your balls sticking 
prevent your balls from sticking to your legs throughout the entire game. What a curveball from the norm when you're out at the ballpark. This stuff is legit. The Crop Reviver is a spray on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep your all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Talk about the ultimate utility, man. Manscaped is the Mike Trout of ball trimmers. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Hit the balls out of the park this season with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. And, of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia is also sponsored by Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the fastest-growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. It's seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. It's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've also won awards for best package in the world. So go to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka, or you can pick it up if you're in the area, so you can place that pickup delivery option. And when you go to check out, put those one-liter bottles in your cart and use code USP to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. That's promo code USP on the one-liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream, as it were. It is, uh, it's about damn time. Joel Embiid's getting some respect from the uh, quote-unquote national media uh, as Shaquille O'Neal placed him in his top five players in the league right now. And shockingly, I was kind of surprised that Shaq finally put some respect on Embiid's name. Yeah, he has an issue, I think, giving respect, especially to big men. He yeah, seems to ironically. Not, yeah, he really seems to to not want to uh to kind of open that conversation because he seems like someone with a pretty fragile ego so i don't think he wants any comparisons or to to kind of give praise to anyone that's in the the big men union but i mean it's true <laughs> uh i think you know ranking players is always hard and it changes throughout the course mm-hmm. of the season too and that you know like in the nba i just always think of it like tiers rather than just like rigid numbers um and so at any point, you can kind of say that anyone's in that top five area. But I think it's all really debatable. But yeah, Embiid has been, you know, he's an MVP candidate. So he, ha- he has to be in that, that top five list. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what's crazy about it too, though, is everyone can admit that and open that. But yeah, he might not be first team all NBA because yeah. of, you know, how kind of archaic in a way the like positions are on there. Um so that's that's unfortunate you know that that spot could go to like, not that Jokic is undeserving right? right but it's just it sucks that like one of those guys is likely to miss out on that selection uh, for what you know and then there's money tied to that of course too so that's that's unfortunate but yeah he's been electric and I'm glad I'm glad Shaq can just you know tell the truth <laughs> finally uh I'm also glad that the Sixers are rolling right now yeah and we got some help from the Bucks uh so we actually got to trust some results this time around uh, they helped us out knocking the Nets back-to-back games, kind of like they did us. 
Um, yeah, they're five and one in their last six, and you know that include beating the Sixers and the Nets. There's certainly twice. no asterisks that need to be put on those games. It's almost like every important player from the Sixers and Nets was missing in those or games. Or they were like, you know, coming off say back to backs or a West Coast road trip. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Jeez, <ew. laughs> um, let's add a little nuance when we start breaking out yeah. the. You know, this season is not the season to be. You're taking like the, the victory laps uh, in the regular season about who you beat because it just it's it's kind of worthless actually. We've, One thousand. We've swept the Nets this year. Yeah. So take it for what it's worth. I see no problem. I don't think they're a very good team. <laughs> Terrible. It's crazy that they're the two seed. Uh, but we are a game and a half up on the Nets, and with the schedule that the Sixers have the rest of the way tonight against the Rockets, Friday against the Pelicans. Then you get the Pistons, the Pacers, Heat, and then two against the Magic. Like, maybe there's one loss in there on paper. And you could say, like, the Heat game because they're going to be fighting for playoff positioning and everything. But, like, realistically, the Sixers could finish this season with at least 50 wins. Yeah, which would be great. Um, And now it's just a race between you and the Nets because I think the two seed can be quite a poison pill, you know, this year. Uh, You could have to play the Heat in the first round, which is not favorable. And then you might have to play the Bucks in this, and you know, like, you know, you, you don't really want to do that to yourself. If you're giving me the option between right now the Hornets or the Pacers, and then you know you would assume you get through that series, and then the winner of the next Knicks and the Hawks, I you know you're you're I don't care who you are, I don't care you're yeah. lying to yourself if you're not taking that over the Heat or the Celtics in the first round, and probably the Bucks in this. Like you're just not taking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way that you're. Oh, I'll take the hardest road. Like no, get me to the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. Actually, um, get me there. <laughs> like whatever route gets us there, sign me up because yeah. this team needs to get past. Banners don't come with like who you played to get there and their <laughs> records and like it's just the, on championship rings yeah like it's just and those go on the inside yeah so like it doesn't matter and that banner will fly forever if yep. you get it so they, they, no one's gonna be like well you know we only play the knicks in the second round so it's like does it no i don't care just get me there i don't care so yeah the one seed is really important um you know in terms of your, your, your potential ease of getting through the, the conference, mm-hmm. right? But also home court advantage could be huge, not just for, uh, you know, this first few rounds, but again, we've seen, we've experienced what it's like to have to play a game seven on the road and it sucks and it's not an easy thing to do. And it could be even huge if you do make it to the finals, right? Um, you know, with the way things are going to, I know we mentioned a lot, but things are continuously opening up. You could get a full stadium, yeah. <laughs> you know, by the time that uh, the finals roll around. And what a what a huge advantage that would be to have home court advantage, you know. But that's, you know, way off in the future. Right. But, but can yeah. you imagine Wells Fargo Center? I, can, I actually like, can imagine it. <laughs> just the absolute utter chaos that would yeah. ensue if the Sixers somehow find their way into the NBA Finals. And game one is, you know, by by law and everything is good to go. Right. You have a full stadium capacity for game one of the NBA Finals for the first time since 2001. Right. And, um, you know, it could be against the Lakers even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. History could really be repeating itself. Um, Unless LeBron decides to axe the, uh, the play-in tournament. Well, yeah, I know. He's very upset about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting last. You know, it's it's the same way though. This last like two weeks has felt of the regular season. The last few years with the Sixers, it's like they're not quite locked into the spot. Like there's at least something more to get in. And I will say this year, 
as opposed to years past, there's more to like care about as we mm-hmm. get into the season. And some of that has just been the nature of this year um, because of like a lot of the COVID absences, especially early in the season and some of the injuries that we've had. Uh, you know, you've seen a reduction in play, but also like there's been a lot more jostling for position than I think we're kind of used to. You also have like the reduced schedule with it, which I think makes things a little more interesting. But yeah, there's a lot, there seems to be a lot more to play for in these last two weeks than there's been. And that's, I think, a good thing. And that's why I like something like the playing game. I think it's a really interesting and, and good alternative to what we have. Um, and, you know, it gives these teams that are 11th seeds, you know, that would normally at this stage of the season be shutting down completely um, something to play for. Like the the Wizards right now are surging. And, yep. you know, they have something to play for, right? And it gives the teams something to focus on. And, you know, teams care about that kind of thing, right? Like they want to... They want to have that. You saw it with the Suns last year in the bubble. Um, and people were, like, writing petitions to get them in, you know, because <laughs> they went undefeated in the bubble. But, you know, they, they didn't make the playoffs. But people want to see that. People want to see the hot teams. And, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good thing to have in the league right now. Yeah, I, right? Mean, I, I know that's going to upset LeBron James if he hears this. But <laughs> We'll be sure to tag LeBron and yeah, make sure that well, uh, he understands that. I mean, I, I do understand where people come from, from, like, this last like two week stretch has been grueling for teams like the Sixers and like the Nets where like we kind of just want to get to the playoffs because there's so many teams that you're playing against right now that are either out of it or like kind of know their place in the standings and if they're coming on like a a second game of a back-to-back or even the front game they're not really putting out their full lineup there because the playoffs are like right on the horizon you don't want to get anybody hurt yeah there's I will say that's the one but that's you know, it's it's just the nature of the season, and uh, you know, the past year mm-hmm. is that it's it's a truncated season. So there's a lot more, you know, of like three games and four nights than you know the NBA I think would typically have or like to have. Um, you know, like quite a few back to backs, and yeah, like yeah, I think I think it can become a little bit of like a war of attrition where you know, like it's just whoever can kind of last physically and mentally is is going to win. I I think that's that's the big thing, and um, yeah, I think you know that's that's going to be crucial is just staying healthy right now. And, um, you know, the Sixers largely have had that this year. We haven't had like, God, I'm knocking on every piece of wood. I, I can see near me. Um, you know, we haven't had like, you've had those like you know, nagging stuff and like games. We got lucky with Embiid. Embiid's yeah, knee was like not as serious as, as we thought. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's ultimately good leading into the, the playoffs now where everyone seems pretty rested. Like you don't look at the team and think like, wow, like, these guys are kind of limping into the playoffs, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, it's just a completely different energy, and a lot of it has to do with them winning games, too. You know, you just feel so much better about that. And George Hill has, like, the freshest legs of all time. Yeah, he's looked great. Um, someone that I think is going to be tremendously helpful when it comes to playoff time in terms of, you know, leading lineups and kind of bridging the gap in our rotations here. And, yeah, I mean, he could even be closing out games. Like, he's just that, I think, been that influential so far that I think you wouldn't be surprised to see him get a heavy dose um, of playtime in the playoffs just because of, of what a great, just a fantastic addition. I know, I know that everyone wanted a Kyle Lowry, myself included, but you could do so much worse than George Hill as, yeah. like, your consolation prize. <laughs> Who, by the way, you can add on to the roster now, too. Yep. Like, really, you, that's that's a benefit. I don't know about you, but I think it is, one, very silly that we went from San Antonio to Chicago, now back to Texas and Houston tonight. Um, 
but you know the Rockets tonight, obviously not the season they anticipated. Worst team in the league. Yeah, Here uh, comes loss. <laughs> please don't lose this game. <laughs> it's been it's been the the bad teams that have been yeah. kind of uh, hanging in there a little bit. The Sixers, a little reminiscent of years past, playing down to the competition Jeez. in a way. Um, I mean, the the best thing was that this was you know, this last week was a great response to last last week you know that road trip where you drop all the big games to the good teams um you know this has been a great response just coming out winning five straight now and feeling good and yeah winning is the best medicine as they say so that's that's huge and you know that week sucked um largely because the stakes were removed from the games when pretty much either ben or joel was out of them you know like that just ruins the and it's been the way this entire year. And I think we've referenced that so much. You know, we made a joke about we've swept the Nets. So what does that mean? It's because we haven't played the actual version of the Nets. Really, no one has. Nobody has. And, you know, that's that's a big thing this season is it's just it's so hard to actually make these comparisons when you're talking. Even when you're talking about playing, you know, the, the, the teams have changed so much over the course of the year. Guys have gotten healthy over the course of the year that it's so hard to even look back to, you know, january and say oh well look you know we beat them then it's like it's just completely different situations now so often so um yeah you know that's that's the big thing is is now just focusing on on winning out and you know uh, you're looking at like schedules you have a game and a half on the nets we already talked about what we have left which i think you're right like you could certainly win out i would expect maybe two losses in there as well like i wouldn't be surprised and maybe see like Depending on the seating, yeah, depending on the seating, like, we we just kind of rest guys, but, um, like, the Nets have the Mavs tomorrow, uh, then the Nuggets, the Bulls, the Spurs, the Bulls, and the Cavs, so it's similar to schedule to Mm -hmm. ours in that, like, got some contenders in there, some playoff teams, um, but, you know, also some stinkers laying through there as well, You, you have the Cavs to end your season, that's, like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> they've been waving the flag since, I don't know, November. They do so. have to go out to Denver, too, which is... Right, not not an easy task. And, yeah, I think the biggest thing for Nets, too, is just health. You know, we, we've preached all year about how, you know, it doesn't matter if you have all these stars if they're not on yep. the court at the same time. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's going to be the story, right? Like, James Harden's, like, hamstring thing is going to be a story that that just continues to go on like um yeah these guys have barely played together <laughs> so <laughs> it, that's not something that just you don't just flip a switch and just have that chemistry i know that they're the greatest offensive players the league has but they also don't play that great of defense and yeah i mean it, it's going to be interesting you know but again i don't want to fall into the trap either of like We've done that the last few years, especially yeah. where it's like you just look at like the Bucks, right? And right. Like, that's the team to chase, and you don't even get to play them <laughs> because you're just losing sight of it, and you weren't that good of a team. Um, I think what's interesting about the Sixers this year is defensively how good they've been, um, very quietly too. I, I feel like you know. <laughs> Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Curtain Talk.
obviously like Ben has gotten a lot of praise for like defensive player of the year and number I think one according to NBA.com right now yeah um and but you know what like when you look at the way the defense is playing he deserves it and, and Joel deserves a lot of that credit and Matisse the last like two or three weeks has gotten a lot of credit for how he's played defensively strange it's weird that Thibel is getting so much praise, praise. it's weird it's, so it's almost weird. like we 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 know things or it's almost like he's a sophomore and like he's gonna like even though he's like apparently uh 37 according to everyone on Sixers Twitter we should get out of his rookie scale contract right now uh, um you know even though even though he was drafted older um it's almost like he can still improve <laughs> it's almost like that's kind of game. helped him it's just it's strange but yeah i mean when you look at this team defensively it's what we thought last year's defensive team was going to be. You mm-hmm. know, when you added Horford to the mix, it was like, wow. Then you had Josh Richardson in the mix, you're like, wow, this team is going to be something special defensively. And they were, like, average. Yeah, at uh, best. Yeah, and they were, like, rarely, like, locked in the way that we've seen this team get. And that, that could be huge if you're talking about these big series against the big teams. But right now, the absolute main goal has to be locking down this one seed. Because I think that just that makes your life so much easier. Because if not, you're... You're playing potentially last year's Eastern Conference Finals representatives or the Eastern Conference finalists from last year in the Celtics, who, yeah, we know that like the Celtics have had a weird season and we've played them well this year, but it's still the Celtics. Like, they're still a good team. I, you know, like they still have the talent. I don't. I've seen a lot of people say this. I want to get your opinion. Do you want to see the Celtics in the playoffs just because of the, the getting like. All that, like, the monkey off the back of no. losing to them in the playoffs all the time. No, I don't believe in that. Okay, so I'm a big fan of... There's some people that want the, like, the quote-unquote glory and want to play, like, the biggest teams and knock them out. And I'm like, I'm literally what I said at the, the top when we were talking about the Sixers. Give me the easiest path to the finals. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care what... If people will look back and say, well, they were a really weak championship. I don't wait week what champion oh okay <laughs> right 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 okay okay like who cares people say the same about LeBron right that like the east yeah um you know it was like weak so much in his years without any kind of nuance or contacts or why was the east so weak why 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 did LeBron why were these teams constantly dominated by LeBron that's so weird shocker <laughs> you know like but at the end of the day, in like 20 years, no one's going to look back on that and be like, wow, the East was really weak then. They're just going to see LeBron James not losing a playoff series for a decade. Yeah. Like, it's outside of the finals. Like, I, what? <laughs> like, it doesn't, you know, history won't care. I won't care. Would, would it be great to play them and beat them? Sure. I might never emotionally and physically recover if we play them in the first round and get bounced. Yeah. I, I, I think that might be it. I think that might be the time to give give it the Vikings funeral and just set it out to sea because there's just there's no way that I would recover from that. I want the easiest. I want to play like give the give, Hornets. Give me the Hornets the in the Knicks. first round and and the I'd actually think I'd rather play the Hawks. Yeah. And then give me whoever after that and you know we'll make our do. I want but, the Knicks only if Ben Simmons is playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't I don't personally care for the oh i want to i want to get one over on them like no i i don't <laughs> I, i'm fine let with them, them losing the play-in tournament yeah or let them let them knock out the bucks or something like yeah. i don't i don't care like <laughs> I don't. uh so your preferred route would be like hornets because it's the hornets hawks 
somehow upset the soft Knicks. buttery teams <laughs> and then would it be like the nets in the i feel like that's so like the, the way so i know that i just said give me the, the easiest path but like i do think there's something romantic about like the two like top teams facing off um to get like a finals berth and i think like ultimately if you think about the narrative of this season right and and the nba ultimately a lot of times does boil down the narrative like as much as we want to stress like the analytics of the game and all this like so much of it is story driven so much of it is like just very romantic stuff like it's so much about like the individual Mm -hmm. and like uh you especially like with what this Sixers team has been through the last few years in terms of just rebuilding in terms of like heartbreak with that Raptor series right they've been the story of the NBA when half that time they've been the worst team in the NBA for like seven years now and now to go up against the Nets who similarly right like it would just be so fascinating to see these two teams that have been the story in the Eastern Conference at least for the entire season for kind of different reasons too really one was expected immediately to be a championship contender one was not <laughs> and to have them face off to potentially have like a finals berth would be amazing and i think it'd be a great series mm-hmm. um between the nets and the bucks probably the bucks just because you you know you don't have to worry about james Harden, and kevin Durant, and Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> but also are they going to be healthy right yeah i mean that's that's the huge are question they all going to be out on the court together right know? that's that's the huge question mark um but yeah i mean for right now, I know it's just about just coasting to the playoffs and yeah. getting there. And, you know, from there we'll see. But, yeah, we locked down that one seed, and I think you're in a, a really, really strong position. And from there, it's it's anyone's game. Who cares? I, I, I truly believe, not the first time I'm saying this, but this team can beat anyone in a seven-game series. Yep. Just, I believe it. I truly do. Do I, They can lose. <laughs> sure, but I I really but do they think can win. I really do think this team playing at its best, Ben and Joel playing at their best, Tobias playing at his best. I I truly believe this Sixers team can beat anyone in a seven game series. I feel like that's been such a like we a lot of people have talked about it, but I feel like it's such an underrated aspect of this team too. Is just like the the next level jump Tobias has taken this year. He's been great. It's I unreal. I thought he was good last year too. Yeah, you know like. But so, he's even better yeah, this year. Absolutely. Way more confident this year. We talked about it. Seems more uh, natural. A few, a few months him. ago, too, that, you know, if you just look at the numbers, just his, like, raw numbers, right? Like, points, mm-hmm. guns, assists. Really not that much of a difference. But right. when you look at, like, the actual, like, efficiency of Tobias Harris this year has been so much better. And I think that's just down to what your eyes can clearly see, which is that this team is spaced way better. And that we all knew that Al Horford and Joel Embiid were not coexisting well. Josh Richardson was inefficient last year as a player and just was not a good fit either. This team was just a jumbled mess last year, and Tobias suffered for that quite Mm -hmm. a bit, I feel. This year, it's been completely different where, you know, I don't think it's any secret either that obviously he had good times with Doc in the past. I think some of that has come back. And yeah, again, the efficiency has just been so much better for him this year than, than it was last season. And that's that's the big difference. You know, he, he's just shooting so much better than he was, which I think is a lot to do, I'm sure, with with confidence, just as much as it does with like roster construction and when you're what you're seeing in the game. Yeah. Just get us to the playoffs. That's I'm literally so it. I, just get me get me back. Like these games are like those like too many too many uh like on this day and whatever and i'm like oh, i remember that 
That was a lot of fun. Did you and, see the most recent uh, first time since happening with uh, the Phillies, Sixers, and Flyers all winning on the same day for the first time since 2012? Jesus Christ. <laughs> since April of 2012. Wow. I couldn't believe it when I read that. I was like, there's no way. Well, I mean, it makes but sense. But then there is a way. Yeah. Because the Phillies have been bad. Flyers have been up in it. Did you see the the Flyers statistic? They are the first team in any of the four major sports to go playoff appearance, no playoffs, consecutively for a straight decade. <laughs> and that is consistency in of itself, yes. which is strange. You know, <laughs> like... Uh, our flyers. Unbelievable. Someone's uh, flyers. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the flyers, Shane Gosper got suspended today. Uh, but Tom Wilson absolutely like damn near murdered the bread man. So I've been uh I've been listening to this podcast about the French Revolution. And what's interesting about the French Revolution is like it's it's obviously like bathed in blood. It's a very violent revolution. Obviously the guillotine was a big part of it. And what sucked is some of the first people to die in the French Revolution were just, like, regular-ass criminals. Like, dudes who were just, like, locked up at the completely wrong time for, like, stealing bread. Like, guys that were not counter-revolutionaries. These weren't, like, the, the bourgeoisie aristocrats. These were just dudes that were in jail that got taken off a cart and stabbed to death. And it sucked. Shane Gostaspierre is that guy. Yeah. He's just... He just <laughs> boarded at the wrong time, man. Because... <laughs> And the Bastille Day was yesterday, and Tom Wilson just set it off. And Jesus Christ, it's just the wrong time, the wrong time to be going to the the player safety protocol right now. You do not want to be that guy. And he got guillotined for Tom like, Wilson's on crime. site. It was unbelievable. Deser- I, I mean, he deserved it, but it's just Jesus. Yeah, totally. You know? It like, just sucks. <laughs> what Ghost did wrong, but what Tom Wilson did was like <laughs> it's just crazy. As Tom Wilson is like the notorious, the face of like debauchery yeah. in the NHL. Like he's like he's the worst. Like he, he he's constantly doing this, and it's just I don't know how, how he's... we just don't have like a Tom Wilson rule. Right, the 43 rule. <laughs> like, once you do it, like, you're automatically suspended after this amount of time. I, yeah, I don't I don't get... And the fine is really weak. It's a $5,000 5, fine. the highest to, that the, the max can do? That seems... Which, like, I get, like, hockey's, like, cap is weird compared right. to the other sports, but, like, even so, 5000 seems like a drop in the bucket. When you're talking about player safety and health in a sport yeah. that, like, has men where you're allowed to fight on the ice, like, I feel... Like, the 1-1-A one, one of, like, mutilation yeah. in sports, and $5,000 is the most we can do? It's just, it's, it's strange and just shows the inconsistency and in how they judge these things i mean it is hard right like especially with hockey like you're moving at such a high speed on ice yeah you know you can like something that could have been totally innocent can look very ugly or very dirty or turn really bad and dangerous very quickly because of just the nature of the game of course but um tom wilson like somehow still being in the league is just something it's it reminds me a lot of like the perfect stuff from a few years ago where it's like this guy is just continuously making a mockery of like player safety and like mm-hmm. guys get suspended like six games for marijuana but like this guy like has is very clearly trying to like murder people on the field and it's just ah you know what are you gonna do he just oh, loves the game he just loves the game he's gritty yeah <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams, 
go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of inconsistencies, Ah. Phillies have been getting the most inconsistent umpiring I've ever seen, but they're somehow up 5-0 because Diego Gregorius hit a grand slam. God bless him. Back from from that that safety protocol and right into our hearts After getting beamed in the kidney. Yo, I mean, what did I don't know if we even had had talked about Bryce getting absolutely shattered and... uh, Shout out to Joe Girardi for at least showing a spine. Right. That's cool. <laughs> um, and, and that's the game that, like, the umpiring inconsistency started. It was Bryce gets hit in the right. face. Dee gets hit in the kidney. The Phillies get warned. <laughs> Which, okay, so, it's, so the problem with baseball is that there's all, like, the unwritten rule stuff yeah. is stupid. And I get, like, the warning makes sense because then, like, the Phillies are going to go out and, like, throw at someone. And it's like, well, we didn't mean to. Just like, right. But, I, like... <sighs> You get you hit two people in a row. That should be it. I'm in sorry. like problematic <laughs> places, the face and yeah. Didi has like, a kidney issue. Like, listen, man, like you you lose some control and you hit somebody, whatever. But two in a row, right, is egregious. And I don't care, man. I, I like there's a lot of people that go, oh, "You didn't mean it." Like, are you sure? Because I feel like as a professional pitcher, you have some pretty damn good control yeah. over where your p- pitches are going. And those weren't just, like, a little off. These guys weren't, like, leaning into it. Like, yeah. Come on, man. It's just... I'm glad everyone, like, wasn't, like, severely hurt. Especially, like, the Bryce one. That yeah. could have been traumatic. I but. saw some... I think it's either the Japanese Baseball League or the Korean Baseball Organization. They have a rule where if a pitcher hits somebody in the face, you're automatically ejected. doesn't matter. If it's like it dodgeball. Was, it's yeah. like dodgeball in school. You know, you hit someone in the face, matter. sorry, you're out. You got to have yeah. some control. If, if you can hold a 14-year-old to that standard, <laughs> you can <laughs> certainly hold a 26-year-old professional ball thrower yeah. to that standard. I'm sorry. I was like, can we adopt that rule like yesterday? Like yeah. It makes way too much sense that that's not a rule. Like, Okay, so like in the NFL, right? You get ejected if, you aim, if you're deemed for aiming for the head. And that's... Way harder because people are constantly moving yep. as you're moving. Like that's you have so much less control of that situation. I just mistakes happen. They don't happen twice in a row. That's all I'm saying. That's um, it. Unless you're the umpires from that Mets series. <laughs> yeah, that it's which been, is where it continued to roll over. It's it's been rough, and I, I I wonder if that's gotten into the the psyche a little bit of the the Phillies so far this year, but um. It's hard not to take it personally. It's a little hard. bit. It's hard. It's hard to just like let it, you know. So so often, like if this is another fan base. Like you know, you just gotta. Everyone gets there. Roll with the and, punches. You know, it's 162 games. At some point, you know, it's like ah, you know, I want to let that water roll off the feathers, but like I'm gonna hang on to this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna feel aggrieved. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring batteries to the game. <laughs> and it's like. It happened the one night. It was they... crazy. No, no one's throwing stuff in the field though. That's crazy. Wild stuff. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, craziness. 
Hopefully ESPN picks up on that. They won't. No, but they won't. It's, they're too busy showing Bryce Harper's family. <laughs> <laughs> they're too busy stalking Bryce Harper and his, his wife and his child. Making sure he still has a face. And, it, you know, the, the McCutcheon running out of the baseline nonsense and then another just i'm listen unbelievable there are, again there's so Charles many rules would have in, seen that he was fine not only that i think that rule's stupid totally i i think that's the you have to run in this very specific zone is just there's so many rules of baseball that just shouldn't exist anymore yep. like that's just the dumbest rule i've ever seen in my life it and it's not it doesn't serve a purpose nope it's not like you know the uh, like the catchers covering the plate rule. It's like all right, right this is for player safety. It's like, not the infield fly rule, right? Like who ca- like if a guy like that's it's they should be staying there, right? Because it's mathematically what makes right. sense. You want to run the shortest distance possible. If a guy makes a little extra loop, who cares? It's yeah. only hurting him. He's he's disadvantaging himself. Why? Why does why <laughs> why does it matter? I don't get it. Baseball just loves to punish people. That's yeah. my guess. You should actually add a further first base. So like that, like you you get you get bonus if you run actually like I want to run an extra twenty feet. I bet I could outrun him twenty extra feet. And you should you should it get takes something an out away. Yes. You should I'd, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Right? Roman Quinn would be an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> if only he could make contact. If only he could stay healthy. <sighs> and then the next night it happens with the Reese Hoskins. Home run. I the most non home run home run of all time. We've we've honestly I think if like we were, had a bingo card, we would have seen it all this year. Like in a in week. A, <laughs> yeah, but I I mean even things like that Brave series with Yeah, Bohm, with Alec Bohm. Um like not touching the plate like honestly pretty clearly not touching the plate. <laughs> but it's the Braves, so I don't care. Um yeah, like we've we've kind of seen it all so far this year in terms of like I can't believe that happened or i can't believe that that happened (laughs) there's nick castellanos (laughs) 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 and then and then we get yesterday joe girardi tries to put eniel de los santos in the game and allegedly his name is not on the card for the phillies roster for the umpire so he can't come in and pitch I, I all I'll say is I think the Sleepy Joe tagline got tagged to the wrong, <laughs> the, the wrong man operating from Delaware County. <laughs> I think that's it. Joe Kapler out there. Oh, wait, jeez. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you? The fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Yet Gabe Kapler's team is in second place and or first place, sorry, in the NL West at eighteen and twelve. It's the West Coast. Who cares? <laughs> People are lighting Girardi up on Twitter. Gabe Kapler loves it out there because everything's so much more gentrified. That's why he's doing so much better. There's more sun for him to rub 
coconut oil. Yeah, on he's his gotta body. be careful. Last time he was in California, he had some, <laughs> just some, just watch his team hotels. You know, be careful. Good grief! Uh, if the Phillies win tonight, they win the series against the Brewers. They won two games in a row by winning last night for the first time since early April. They finally broke their five-game winning cold streak, right? Like, that, yeah, you know. So, thank goodness. At least, at least we don't have that countdown in the back of our minds anymore. Um, did they break that? I th- I thought they did last. Oh yeah, and they did last year because we were like on that hot streak, with, mind blown about yeah. that. Um, they get one more against the Brewers tomorrow afternoon game before they go on the road to the absolute hellhole that is Atlanta Stadium that they never win in, uh, the site of the Alec Bohm <laughs> incident. Uh, and last stand. The first time all year, we get the Nationals uh, in D.C., followed by the only time they'll go down to Dunedin to play the Blue Jays because starting June 1st, they're playing in Buffalo again. I feel bad for the Canadian teams just just wandering aimlessly through through just the worst that the America so has to offer. <laughs> Imagine having to go from Florida to upstate. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, then we finally get the Marlins, right? And then the Marlins just come in to time town. for a crisis in confidence. <laughs> Followed by Nick Pavetta and the Red Sox. That's great. Gotta oh, love God. it. I can't wait for the Nick Pavetta shutout through eight innings. Right. It'd be a lot of fun. But I mean see, I see my boy Xander Bogart That's your boy. I'm excited for that. Is Liverpool gonna ever play a game? Because that game got uh, uh interrupted. They will play a game, just maybe not necessarily. It got rescheduled for next Thursday. We'll see. The scenes <laughs> that happened at that uh Yeah. That protest were wild. Yeah. Well, you know. It gets like that. <laughs> It'd be like that. <laughs> you know, when you're upset, you got to let the people know by throwing a camera tripod. The uh, the Nationals, though, I mean, somehow they're sticking around. Like, they were – this this team – That's what I told you, dude. They're the – like – You said it. The Nationals are like I didn't believe the Pittsburgh Penguins, where it's like every oh, year – every, so every year right. we, like, say that they're not going to be good because we don't – we don't want them to be good. Right. Mentally, we're like, I hate this team so much. So much. I don't want them to be good, but like... Hashtag stolen franchise. I, they are. Don't ever let them forget it. It's weird how we get upset about certain franchises being stolen, but then we're just <laughs> like totally, totally okay. okay. Like the Thunder, right? Yeah. Like they're just allowed to openly, brazenly tank. We're like, oh, this is fine. You know, they're fun. It's like, all right, well, like, maybe we should just give them back to Seattle instead of, I don't know, Oklahoma City. The most random place. Like, D.C. doesn't deserve sports. Like, no. why do we give them sports? I mean, their football team doesn't even play in D.C. Yeah, the football team. The. Which, hilariously, has, like, they still are just like, ah, we're just going to stick with it. <laughs> it's just, it's stupid. But, yeah, the Nationals, I will believe it when I see it that they are dead. <laughs> I am like St. Thomas. I am truly the non-believer when it comes to to them not being good because they just they seem like they're just a zombie and you're just... so right about dc the football team plays in maryland they right. have tom wilson yes the nationals stolen franchise and then the wizards embarrassment the best thing the wizards ever did was signing like a 42 year old michael jordan that was the only time the wizards have ever been relevant ever except for like what two years with gilbert arenas yeah literally just they suck even when they had like one of the most fun players in the nba and john wall they sucked 
Even now when they have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Suck. <laughs> Just suck. And they have like 10 people show up and it isn't because of COVID. <laughs> They're like the Marlins of basketball. They, yes. I mean, really, all of DC sports like the Marlins. You know, like the, no one goes to their games. Yeah. Like the only people that go to the games are the other team's fans. It's like how like the... Uh, like the LA Chargers are now. It's like no one, yeah. no one in LA is a Chargers fan, but there's plenty of LA like transplants that are like, oh, the Eagles are playing in LA this week. I can't wait to Let's see the Eagles. Like, yeah. Oh, the Bears are going to be here? Great. Weekend trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go to LA for the weekend. That sounds awesome. It's just, it's sad. It's, it's really not even sad, in LA actually. either. No. Nothing's really ever in LA. That's that's really yeah. the thing with like all these huge like especially like the New York Jets and Giants and stuff. It's like they're not actually in New York. It I actually feel like takes, the Dodgers are the only team. It takes quite a bit of time to get from where uh, yeah the Jets and Giants are to actual New York like, and a toll. Yeah, like you gotta go through a tunnel to get there. I don't think that counts. And our tax like dollars. if you're still in LA County, whatever. Uh, fair enough, yeah. but like you are literally not in this. I feel like the Dodgers claiming. are the only LA team that plays in LA. Yeah, well, like the uh, um, uh, like Lakers and Clippers, yeah, and the Kings. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just it is funny. It is funny how so many of these. Like, I the, mean, the Angels, Forty Niners play in like I don't even think I think they play Santa in Arizona. Right? Or like, something. They, they play, it's like, I mean, the Angels have two cities in their name. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Two cities, and you'd think with two cities, your chances of playoffs would improve, but. <laughs> you'd think your revenue would go up. You would be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think you will be very intrigued by this news story I found. Uh, so our weird news story of the week. For four years, a sailor was trapped on a seized cargo ship. Quote, I have been abandoned. Uh... A Syrian sailor wound up trapped for four years on a seized cargo ship back in 2017 near the Suez Canal. How did he eat? They have a vending machine? <laughs> years later, its chief mate was still on board all alone. It's like Wally. <laughs> He's just still performing daily tasks, just like hanging out. That's 29 wild. years old. I would just... Was there no way to just get off the cargo ship? There's no way to explain the situation? Wow. Insane. That's... You know what? Don't do that for your jobs. <laughs> your job would not sit four years on a seized cargo ship for you. They would move on. <laughs> they would find someone else. That's absolutely insane. I don't... I, I genuinely... I don't know how much you'd have to pay me to sit uh, on a seized cargo ship uh, on the Suez Canal for four years, but certainly you, not whatever he's making. If you had to be trapped somewhere for four years, where would it be? Uh, like any place in the world? Just, like an you're you're just abandoned somewhere. It's just you for four years. Uh, my house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that place. <laughs> spent the last year there. It's not too bad. <laughs> three more to go. I could do another three. That's not a bad bid, honestly. People do a lot worse. Um, I mean, realistically, it'd be like somewhere like tropical, you know? Yeah. But. What is it with these damn canals and these ships? There's quite a bit to the Suez Canal. (laughs) He, like, went through an an entire presidency. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, like, what his outside communication with the world was. Like, what is. 
Like, do you think he was like on like milk cartons? Like, I just I have so many questions about what he was eating. How does it? I get how the the cargo itself could be like seized and like held that long. Makes sense. I'm sure there's a lot of red tape, but I don't know how a human being gets like saddled with that like internment. I just right? I don't. That's bizarre. So stories by Joe Parkinson. I might have to reach out to him and get him. Yeah, well, on the pod, so we can doing, doing the doing the great the great stuff here. Absolutely insane. Well, I, Suez Canal, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely, nothing good happens shit. in canals. Is really ever like, the the important takeaway from from really the last like few months. It's just if someone ever says we're going to hang out at the canal. Or going hiking at the canals, just don't go because you are yeah. almost guaranteeing yourself death. It's, I mean, Canal Street, you're almost guaranteeing death. That's very true, or at the very least, a very, very unwanted offering from someone. <laughs> uh, crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna try to reach out to Joe Parkinson game on the podcast. We had uh the kid who caught the foul ball uh at the Phillies game the other day reach out to us. So. Probably going to try to get him on the show soon. Um, and we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys in the next few months or so. So that's why you got to stay up to date with us on social media at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Just an update. There were three fights off the opening face-off in the Capitals-Rangers game Let's tonight. fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Well done. Also, the Rangers' uh, statement they put out. Oh, my God. You love it. What, well, a, what a great post. If it was – don't really like rooting for anything like any New York team does. But that, right. was, that was well done. Very good uh, very good statement. There. <laughs> uh, God, that's awesome. Three fights on the opening face. Oh. Say what you will about fighting in hockey, but this is the first time this year that I tuned in for the Washington Capitals. <laughs> That's incredible stuff. And this is what you get on our, our social media pages. At Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Sorry, not to interrupt again. I remember this game vividly. 16 years ago today, it was Flyers 5, seven, uh, Senators 3. It's the NHL record for most uh, player minutes for, the one, for one game. Both teams, 419 minutes. That was the one where the goalies met in um yeah fought like i don't think there was a single player that did not fight that night flyers had nine minors 11 majors four resilience 10 game misconducts four game misconducts uh centers had eight minors 10 majors four uh misconducts 10 game misconducts donald brashear that's right those are the years. jason spezza with 35 minutes wow Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Way to celebrate in style, Rangers and Capitals. Um, yeah, follow us because you're going to get all this crazy shit that we update you guys with. Uh, and hopefully we won't get trapped on any uh, abandoned cargo ships in the process. Uh, you can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you guys check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about Shaq finally putting some respect on Joel Embiid's name, how you're feeling about the Phillies right now, and uh, where you would want to be trapped for the next four years. 
if it was just you yourself and you only, just not on a cargo ship in the Suez Canal. Uh, thank you to our awesome sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. All three websites, same promo code, TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order. Manscaped.com, you get 20% off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at StatesideVodka.com. Promo code USP, must be 21 or older to order. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 328 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're going to go see if we can get anybody out of a cargo ship. And uh, we'll catch you guys later in the week. We'll have an update for you guys uh, for next week's show, too, just because uh, our friends at Buna Regional High School's Drama Club, uh, where we produce the Curtain Talk podcast with, their show opens next week. Allegedly, Daryl Morey will be there. So get your tickets. Showticksforyou.com. Check it out. It's going to be an awesome show. Um, And we'll catch you guys then. This has been episode 328 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace. I'm